I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Pucko Podcast! Hey, Thatch, have any ideas for a teaser? Nope. It's Pucko! Pucko! It's Pucko! Pucko! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Let's go! Grab your friends, it's that time again. again! Listen to the show with the phone Fuck never bends! It's Bucko! Bucko! Welcome to the 156th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I'm your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my co-hosts, Scrawn, Gator, and Dan Man. And we are here to bring you another Puckle Issues episode of the Puckle Podcast. So, before we go anywhere, I guess I should ask the general question, what's everybody doing in Pokemon? Well, uh, last night, actually, I had a Pokemon-filled fun fest with my good friend, Dr. Shamu. Oh, yeah? What'd you guys do? Uh, we made uh, Oraz OU teams, mm-hmm. and we put Pikachu cosplays on all those teams, <laughs> and we fought each other, and I got wrecked. <laughs> how how confirmed are those stats right now? Like, uh, th- I believe that they're pretty, like, set in stone. Like, okay. There's no, like, veri- like, true verification, but the source is really reliable. Okay. Uh, how about you, Gator? I recently subjected my friend to helping me trade all of my items from X to Y. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We spent a good hour trading 60 Pokemon back and forth. It's so much better now to do that. Wow, Gator, so manipulative. You know, he was there. There was another Game Boy. What could I do? Yeah. (laughs) Sad thing is you're going to have to do that again when Auras comes out. Oh, don't even tell me. That's a hundred (laughs) items. Got to get all those Mega Stones. All the mega stones, all of my battle items. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yep. Oh well. Uh, myself, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon White still. <laughs> I've just been replaying it for funsies. Really, and... Pokemon White? What gave you that motivation? <laughs> uh, okay, so what I've been doing, like, this has just been like a month long process. I-, I was talking to you about this last night, Scron. So like, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes Puckle feels like work, and so what I do is I'll actually like take time out of my days. 
I'm playing time each week where I just sit down and just play <laughs> Pokemon. It doesn't have to be competitive Pokemon. It could just be anything, you know? All right. And yeah. so what I, part of that process is me just, like, replaying through third gen and up. And so it started with Emerald. I beat Emerald. I nuzlocked it and just went through and beat it. Are you and, going to go on to White 2 after this? Yeah, I did uh, I did Platinum and then White 2. What what it all ends up being with, what it ends up being is I end up with another set of legendaries all at the end. and <laughs> To put in your Pokemon bank. To put in my Pokebank, to go with my already, like, four sets of Regis. And... and then to give away to a manipulative Gator whenever he needs to complete a living dex. Exactly. Hey, it's already completed. <laughs> it's so. already done. <laughs> Uh, so, without further ado, though, I guess everybody heard about Dan, man, and, uh, you're probably wondering why he's not saying anything. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I guess I was waiting for my introduction. Yeah, that's fine. We should, uh, <laughs> let everybody know who you are and what you want, what you're here for. Alright, well, I'm Dan, man, and I originally, um, contacted Thatch, um, trying to get some attention on my Kickstarter project, and it's basically a, a PC, Mac, Linux uh, game uh, inspired by Pokemon, and I've been doing it for about two months now since uh, my last job in the games industry, and um, yeah, I'm just trying to get eyes on it, trying to get funded, just about $6,000 so I can work on it for the next four or five months, and um, hopefully release it. Hmm. Uh, what, what is this game called? Uh, I guess I should have said that before, eh? Uh, the name of the game is Catch Monsters. It's very... Uh, in your face, hit the nail on the hammer, hit the hammer with the nail <laughs> uh, <laughs> title. It's actually, uh, it, it looked really interesting when I took a look at it and you sent yes. me the link. Yeah, that was a pretty cool uh, vi- uh, promotional video you have set up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it's, it's um, the, the twist is it takes the Pokemon formula, you know, catching monsters, raising them, battling them, like what everyone loves about Pokemon, but um, tries to go for a, a more deeper and more mature single player experience i mean i know the online of pokemon like pretty diverse metagame like lots of uh mm-hmm. lots of fun but the single player you can kind of just breeze through it um by like yeah leveling up your starter yeah, and especially it doesn't require as the evolved. much skill so what i tried to do was create a combat system that would provide uh, an engaging single player and what i did was i did kind of a card-based battle system it's uh, inspired by hearthstone a little bit yeah, that's what I saw. That's exactly what I said. I was talking to somebody about this at uh, at work, and I was showing it around, and I was looking at it, and I go, this is pretty much Pokemon combined with Hearthstone. Yeah, exactly. And it that's actually looks fun. really exciting, because those are two very, like, addicting games. Yep, yep. And, uh, um, sorry, you can go. No, it's okay. Out of my uh, own curiosity, like, what, what, uh, do you, what platform do you use to develop it? Uh, I use a, a game engine called Unity 3D. It's okay. uh, pretty popular among indies because there's a free version that comes with almost all the features you need. And if you really do want to like publish it on certain platforms, you can buy the pro version, but only when you get to that point. So um, I've been using it for years now. It's uh, my go-to game engine. Okay, cool. Yeah, it actually looks really good. Like the the art that you did. Did you do all the art yourself, by the way? Yeah, before? I did. That's yeah. So part of the, I guess the challenge. Uh, and why it takes so long for me is that I have to do everything by myself. The only thing I don't do is the music, which I have a friend doing. That's pretty impressive. Nice yeah. job. Yeah, that really sounds is. a lot like Puckle. <laughs> except the music. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so 
let me see. I had a question in my head and I lost it. Uh, I have I, a question. Yeah. Um, when did you start getting into Pokemon? Tell us about your little Pokemon history. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> so uh, the first video game I ever played was uh, Pokemon Blue version. And I'll tell you this sentimental story. Um, before I even actually picked up the Game Boy Color, I went over to this family friend's house. And one of the, one of these family friends had this Game Boy Color. I never actually looked at the screen, but he was playing. He was an older kid. And all the younger kids were kind of huddled around. And he would ask us, like, oh, should I buy this at the store? Should I catch this Pidgey? Um, and then, so I didn't even see the screen, but I was participating by, like, telling him what to do. And then later on, I actually got a Game Boy Color, and it was, like, super exciting, because my only experience with this was telling this older kid how to play Pokemon. And now I was actually in the driver's seat, which was awesome. Uh, yeah, and then played Pokemon Blue. I pretty much got every generation since. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's now you're the one making the games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's well. I've always like a lot of the inspiration for why I make games is because I wanna. I really just want to make the game that I like. Like, oh, I wish I could make Pokemon. So I guess I'll make something like it because I'm not gonna get sued over it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have definitely like, at least it's not like Facebook games you see where it's like, oh, you can catch and train these monsters, and then there's like a blatant Pikachu. Yeah, that had I tried. its art altered, but like all of your art is incredibly original. Oh, thank you. I did try to make one that was Pikachu esque, little dog, <laughs> old yellow dog guy. But <laughs> so, like this day and age, is like the heyday for indie games like that, like yours. So, uh, what platforms can we expect to see its release on? Oh yeah, so that might have been what you were asking before when I gave you the development platform. Anyway, um, yeah. Oh it's... yes, different platform. <laughs> Yeah, so like, PC, Mac, and Linux is what I'm targeting. And then as a stretch goal, um, I have a, a mobile companion app, which isn't exactly a port of the game, but just something uh, I haven't defined entirely yet that would go alongside the game, like maybe just the battle mode that you can play on your iPhone or Android. Mm -hmm. But that's a stretch goal, and I'm still uh, still not quite at the, um, the original goal yet. So, Where do you hope your game to be available for purchase? Well, I'm on Steam Greenlight. It's doing pretty well on there, but it's a you know it's a bit of a slow process unless you really take off. Um, so it, in all likelihood, I could get greenlit eventually. But if if uh, the game is not complete, or if the game is complete before I'm greenlit, then I would just give it as a direct download, or I'd put it on like the Humble Store or GOG or something like that. Okay, that makes it very easily. And it, there's so many good things for indie developers now. Yeah, yeah totally. It makes now you it mentioned that it's a Pokemon meets Hearthstone. Um, could you give us a little walkthrough as to what a player would experience playing the game? Yeah, totally. So um, I guess you'd start the game by, I think I'd take a little um, page out of Pokemon's book and have you pick one of three starters. I don't know if it's too derivative, but I think that would just be fun. Um, and then you'd pick one of those and you basically adventure in an open world. So it's a little op more open than Pokemon where instead of areas unlocking as you defeat gym leaders, it's more, you can go anywhere starting from the beginning and it's similar to the elder scrolls in that way. Uh, so you'll go around um, acquiring quests and completing uh, quest lines. And when you get to battles, be it a wild monster or with a trainer, um, it's just like Pokemon, you know, you go to a different scene where you see your monsters from a different view. And um, instead of the little panel where you're picking from one of four moves, like in Pokemon, you've got cards in front of you and you 
play your moves kind of like cards. So you mentioned this game is going to be more difficult than the normal Pokemon. So even yeah, though it's more open world, single player, yeah. So even more like being in, in an open world environment, I imagine that must be pretty tricky to have like a scaling system. Yeah, uh, the plan for that was to not so much take the Oblivion approach, the Elder Scrolls Oblivion, where the world scales with you, mm -hmm. but more to have just zones that are more difficult. So there are some zones where, yes, you couldn't just run in at the very beginning, but if you are a more experienced player, you could tackle them from the beginning. And there are multiple zones that would be of similar difficulty to give you options. So it's open in the sense you can go anywhere, but maybe you can't progress any path through the game. But I do want to give a lot of freedom. That actually cool. sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. It sounds like a blast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Uh, did I have anything else? I don't know. Like, all of my questions were answered. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, uh, how can people get in contact with you if they're interested in the game? Where can they mm -hmm. find the Kickstarter? Uh, yeah, so I think you guys were going to put a, a link to the Kickstarter in the description of the episode. Of course. Um, I will. Aside from that, I guess you could contact my personal email. I haven't set up an email for the game yet, but um, I guess I'll just spew it out. Uh, Danny.Mullins99 at gmail.com. Um, and you can put that in the description too, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, and you can also contact through Kickstarter. Like, There's a contact me button on the Kickstarter page, and get those too. So I, I don't Very think cool. it should be too hard for anyone to find out more about it. Yeah, I hope people do jump on this. You have a you have a bunch of cool rewards too. So yeah, yeah. So like, oh. what like fifty dollars or I, I don't know. And, like they're much, but... and they're reasonable. And they're reasonable goals. Yeah, they're reasonable amounts. It's not like uh, you're charging like a hundred dollars to do something really small. No, yeah. Like for the game, I'm planning on selling it for ten dollars. So if you back me for ten dollars, you're gonna get the game, but also your name in the credits, um, and you get like what. The original soundtrack, um, oh, that's art even, book, wallpaper. That's cooler. Like that. Yeah. Uh, and then for yeah. higher rewards, like way more expensive ones, like uh, 50 and $100, you get to name and customize things that I put in the game. And for 250 fingers crossed, uh, <laughs> you, get to design, <laughs> you get to design a monster, and I will put that in the game. I actually had, <laughs> I, I had two people back me for that. One of them was my dad, but another person was a stranger. So... <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have some custom monsters in there. That's great. I hope I hope that helps at least somewhat, and somebody goes out there and at least spreads the yeah. word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that uh, certainly leaves uh, a lot of freedom. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I do say within reason. Like you can't put a dark monster in the game. I will <laughs> okay. stop you there. But <laughs> that's nice to hear. <laughs> that's the kind of I, what I was worried about. I say I will work with you, so if you really want a monster, maybe we can work together and it'll be some mistake, but... <laughs> How would you feel about a marshmallow with a man's face? Whoa, uh, whoa, that would be whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Call it the Thatch Monster. <laughs> okay. Thatchmellow. <laughs> Thatchmellow, yeah. All right, well, thank you, uh, yeah, dead man. Oh, thanks it was for great. Here. I'm going to be sticking around for the rest of the episode. Yeah, of course, so but... definitely chime yeah. in whenever you want to. Yeah, I will. But I guess that's it for introduction. So let's go over to the news. So let's cue the epic music. Lavender. 
Undertown Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. So, in the news, the biggest thing that I've noticed this week was this episode Delta that's supposed to be in Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Is it an event? I don't know. <laughs> be really crappy if it was. There is a uh, there's a short like teaser for it that Nintendo released, and it introduces this new character Zinnia, which I think is really cool. Want for one because it's actually like a very strong female character, I guess. That is a great thing, <laughs> which is a great thing. But then again, looking back on the uh, female perspectives episode we did a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it matters that much, but <laughs> it's yeah, still it's still really cool that it's a female character being brought in, and some something happens with the Deoxys, and somebody's riding a Rayquaza into outer space. <laughs> it's just nuts. That sounds about right. <laughs> this is just like really insane. But that means two things: one, Deoxys, an event only Pokemon, could potentially be in the game without the event. That's exciting. Which could be insane. But that also makes me think, what if Episode Delta is just an event? And that would make me really sad. <laughs> well, mm. it would devalue all of the Deoxys that I've had to gather over the years. Um, but Well, they need to start changing up their event Pokemon. They really do. Yeah. Uh, I think this I think this was really con- a, I don't want to say catastrophe. But it did not go well with the demo with the with the codes, because a no. lot of people were going, and then some game stops would be out of codes. Uh, well, that and I was more referring to the fact that they have past generations of exclusive event Pokemon that yes. they do not release in the states or yeah, exactly. anywhere else in the world. It's just Japan. Like we it's been a while since we've got a Jirachi event, and exactly. I think I think there might have been one in Gen Five, but. I'm not exactly sure. Japan does get a lot of events, and the thing is, they should do them more. I think they should do them more Wi-Fi-ish, yes, or something. It's but, easier for them to distribute to places like us. Yeah, where they're not the main player bases. Exactly, and I don't know, but whatever. Let them do what they want. I have some Jirachis. I'll give away in the future. We'll talk about that later in the episode because I'm gonna call some people out in the email. Uh. But uh, there's gonna, there's also um, on top of this episode Delta, which first of all seems amazing. Uh, we have the first fake leaks for Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire as they are being released in the U.S. on Friday, and that's uh, Mega Flygon. It was on Pokemon Reddit, mm-hmm. and it was just ridiculous because I just looked at it. And I'm like, no, just stop making fakes. <laughs> I think I think a general Twitter. rule for anything <laughs> I think a general rule for anything being fake is if the picture is blurry it's not real. So it wasn't even <laughs> a fake screenshot, it was a fake picture of Well, it was it was like a fake screenshot that people like added things onto. It was done really well, but like if the picture is blurry, like if you have the game, you can put the 3DS on a desk and then take a picture. What are you doing? Are you like shaking your hands from excitement and getting <laughs> you take blurry a pictures? Screenshot? Yeah, no. Well, I don't know. Can you take a screenshot in the three D? Right can. Now? Yeah, yeah. So even there, like that. Can... You know what? I think you're just being bitter from being rickrolled last night. <laughs> no, I had seen that video on Poke Memes like two months ago, and you <laughs> sent that to me. And I'm I'm watching. I'm like, this is thirty seconds. 
<laughs> and it's a Nintendo official thing. I'm like, okay, I haven't seen this anywhere else. This is the Pokemon thing. And then I, I, I told you, I called you out, Scrawn. I go, am I about to get Rickrolled? And then it happened. And I was like, oh. I'd just like to give a little bit of a word of advice when it comes to leaks and megas and things like this. If it's not on Cerebi, it's yeah. probably not real. It's probably not real if it's not on Cerebi. It really, it's that's the definite. Uh, the guy who runs that, Joe Merrick, is just amazing at making sure everything's actually confirmed. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely got a really good feel for these things. He knows his way around the, the, the scene. Exactly. Uh, moving on, uh, Oraz is having a animated short, which is actually already on the Japanese Pokemon YouTube. And you can watch it in Japanese, and maybe you can speak Japanese or something. a little bit. Chotto. <laughs> it's not it's not subtitled or anything, so you can have a fun time with that. I haven't watched it yet. I need to at some point. Uh, it's probably just something like, "Hey, you should buy this game." <laughs> That's what I assume it is. It's probably going to be just like uh, the Black and White Two hype that I got from that watching that little advertisement. I don't know if you guys <laughs> remember that at all. It's been a while. Uh, Black and White Two had like a little animated thing where they had the characters from the game like run around, and it was just like all of these really badass scenes. And just like I want this to be the anime, not Ash, and <laughs> it never happened. It just made me real sad on the inside. I felt incomplete. He's been to seven league championships, but he still falls in the pits. <laughs> he has the most powerful Pikachu in the game, though. I mean, let's be honest. Well, it resets its level every region, obviously. It lost to a Snivy. Like... <laughs> that, was, that the that guy had trained for like an hour. It's just like, yeah, no, you lost. Yeah, but in the new Diancie movie, it was holding its own against the uh, giant Evital that was flying around. It better so. be. I haven't even watched that movie. <laughs> I need to watch it. That's they were obviously trying to develop a stock uh, antagonist character. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Okay. Uh, other than that, there's uh transparent 2DSs. I know this isn't really Pokemon what? necessarily. What? But they're coming out with, like, old school... Like, I don't know. When I was a kid... And I I assume Gator remembers this as well, because he's the same age. (laughs) You got the cool little see-through Nintendo 64 controllers. And you were the cool kid if you had the transparent, like, blue Game Boy Pocket or Game Boy Color. Or the purple one. Yeah. Don't be discriminating. That's true. Why on earth would you need to see through it? (laughs) So you can see the circuit boards. It's the way of the future, man. That's how things work. (laughs) It ruins the magic. (laughs) Well, the two DSs are being released on Friday with the Oras, so they are red and blue. So I love that they're okay. Okay, I just love that the two D, the original two DS was launched on uh on the same day as X and Y, and now they're launching new versions of the two DS at the launch of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. It just it makes my day. It just shows you how much of a console seller Pokemon is. Yeah, it works. I mean, I got a 2DS when X and Y came out. I really also, because wanna... I, I just don't like the 3 I feel like the 3D is kind of a gimmick. It really is. I... It honestly is. And uh, the only time I will use it is when the new 3DS is finally released. And oh. I can do the thing where they'll actually like track my eye movement so that it's always 3D. <gasps> oh, yeah. No, that's, cool. that's a bit creepy, but that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's going to be very functional. I'm very excited. <laughs> And so, that's really that's really what I'm looking forward to. But 
Well, while we're on uh, new design stuff, they're having a Pikachu-designed classic GameCube controller being released. Oh, yeah, I saw that. It's yeah. uh, it's it's not really Nintendo, though. It's designed it. to look like it, but it will work just like one. Yeah, it'll work just like a GameCube controller, because there's some company that's actually making all of the Smash Brothers characters and giving them their own GameCube controller. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that when you play Smash, you can have your own GameCube, your customized character GameCube controller. Nintendo's even putting out like some of their own. Like, I've noticed there's like a Mario one and a Luigi one. So it's going to go for about thirty U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, you guys mentioned something to me about the TCG def- uh, changing rules. Uh, oh yes, uh, Gator. Would you like to uh, elaborate on? I well, believe in the it's, original. Uh... The set for the TCG, um, they're changing their definition of what a defending Pokemon is. Originally, the defending Pokemon is the Pokemon that's out on the field that's being attacked. Now it's changed to any Pokemon that's being attacked, whether on the bench or on the field, which clears up some technicalities when you start getting down into the nitty-gritty of the rules. Like, what would yeah. that change? Just, like, is there an example of what that fixes? Well, uh, actually, there are... Like I can't think of a specific one, but I know that like I've encountered issues like that before mm-hmm. because a lot of Pokemon card abilities would like have this deals damage to a benched Pokemon as well as the defending Pokemon, and it's like, and now all of them are defending, and maybe there's an effect from specifically uh, attacking a defending Pokemon that you now would be able to encounter oh, that you could. So like maybe there's an ability, and it's like if this is Pokemon's the defending Pokemon, it can do this exactly okay that makes sense that makes sense i don't play too much of the tcg obviously but it's really nitty-gritty stuff like a person a novice getting into the into the game would it even yeah it wouldn't even notice yeah but when you start going to leagues and start getting defeated by nine-year-olds it becomes really really specific (laughs) i need to go i need to go to leagues were you defeated by a nine-year-old gator twice (laughs) (laughs) okay I need good. to start he has going a to really league. good deck. I I can't afford to have all of the cards he has. Ugh. I want to. I need to start going to league because that Eon ticket, which I guess is kind of news, is being given out to like play Pokemon organizations in the U.S. Yep, and that's how they're going to originate in the street passes. But it's going to work like a virus. Once one person gets it, if you street yeah, it's going to be all over the it. place. And then Nintendo Zone just makes it a lot easier. In that, when you go to Nintendo Zone, it can be from anywhere. There's another Nintendo Zone you can street pass with people, and it's crazy. It's definitely crazy. Um, we were gonna. I guess that's it for like general Pokemon news. Mm-hmm. And so, first of all, there's like three big things Puckle wise. I think we should talk about. All right. Uh, the first being that since Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire are going to be released on November 21st this year, uh, we are going to do a live episode, as I've been saying for like the past three four weeks uh november 22nd so the day after pokemon omega ruby and alpha sapphire released that saturday at 2 p.m eastern to 4 p.m eastern make sure you know it's eastern because <laughs> i know last time people showed up to the live episode and they thought we just meant 2 p.m whatever time that time zone they were in <laughs> and so and you I'd got like people to, uh 
extend a sincere apology to all of our European listeners. Exactly. <laughs> for not being able to get the game and having to wait an extra week. Yeah, and have to wait an extra week. If you would like to tune in and see how much fun I'm having playing the game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <You> monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you can... You can uh, listen in from 2 to 4 p.m. We're just going to all sit down on this live episode, and we're just going to sit down, play some Pokemon, talk about it. So definitely show up. It's going to be a good time. I know the last time we did it, it went over very well when we did it for the release of X and Y. It's going to be dank. (laughs) On top of that, following the uh, live episode when it ends at 4 p.m., if you wait around until 6 p.m., there's going to be a uh puckle movie night i'm not sure what movie it is ethan's in charge i'm not sure what it is so we decided the day of usually <laughs> yeah you guys can go in you can watch a movie with everybody it's a lot of fun you just sit there you make fun of people i'll probably be there uh, uh we don't make fun of each other we make fun of the characters of the movie yes yeah let's uh because <laughs> we as, are all as a lot of you probably other. know pokemon movies are not like the best written movies of all time <laughs> dynamic plot yeah. lines <laughs> in a in a final announcement for puckle news it's finally been decided when our second annual uh uutc tournament has uh has its start date i've been talking to shamu about this for the, those of you who don't know what the uutc is and you guys join later this year that's fine it stands for the ultimate, ultimate underground, underground tur- tournament of champions i was yeah. gonna do it with you oh <laughs> i was so confused Gron. <laughs> <laughs> and, but either way it's away. uh it's pretty much this giant single battle tournament that we do every year and there's actually gonna be like physical prizes for it uh if you donate a certain amount of money to puckle during this time we'll send you an invitation to the tournament and it's but gonna it's be a, n- it's hmm? not required to join it's though. not required to join to join we'll have everything set up within the next week or two and we'll be posting an- uh, announcements about this uh, but for those of you who are wondering, the start date is going to be January 4th, and it's going to be just much like la- uh, just like last year in that it's going to be a week per round. And it's a double elimination tournament, so you have to lose twice to be out. If you lose once, there's still a chance you can win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's super fun. It is a lot of fun. It's like, that's how Puckle changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great way to get to know people. Uh it it really is a great way to get to know people, and you can win some stuff in the process. We have physical prizes. You don't even have to win to win stuff, too, uh, as Scrawn can tell you. Yeah, I uh, I got I got into the final four, but like there were there wasn't pri- a prize for fourth place. But I happened to act. I won the we had a uh, we, prize. Yeah, we had a uh, random prize to give away to anybody else who was competing that did not make it into the first or second place. Mm-hmm. If you get to, uh, as long as you participated the entire time until you were out, you didn't get disqualified for not showing up or something. You get like a prize and everything. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not sure if the prizes are going to be this year. <laughs> I haven't gotten that far. So we will be definitely posting announcements and everything later in the next couple weeks. And maybe there'll be another fun video where Sarge, well, maybe not Sarge and I, but where we're getting ready for the UUTC Mark II. So yep. I think that's it. So January 4th, watch out. We're going to be battling Pokermans. And as a side note, you do need to have Omega Ruby or Alpha Sapphire to compete because we're going to be playing with this new metagame. Mm-hmm. But we'll have full lists of rules and everything by the time that starts. 
All right. Hope yeah, to see you so there. So that's, that's it for the news. Uh, so we're going to go after the short break to the topic. Hey, everyone. If you haven't signed up for the Puckle website, I really think you should. Just by going to PucklePodcast.com and creating an account, you can earn badges for doing things such as liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter, following us on Tumblr, and reviewing us on iTunes. All these things help us out. Not to mention, you can come by the chat box, talk to our members, build a little bit of community, make some friends. All helps out Puckle in the long run. Maybe you want to write for the website. You're more than welcome to by contacting us through PucklePodcast at gmail.com or filling out the application on the website. Also, don't be afraid to email us at PucklePodcast at gmail.com. You don't always need to email us about the mailbag question. We'll probably still read your email on the show, so feel free to do so. You guys always make up about 20 minutes of every episode, so we look forward to your feedback. Also, if you're feeling very generous, you can donate to Puckle by just going to the donations tab on the website. So I'm Trainer Thatch, and I'm looking forward to meeting you guys at PucklePodcast.com. And on to the topic for today. The topic today is our top five, uh, I don't know what to call them, not... Non-Pokemon games? Not, non-Nintendo non, non official Pokemon games. Spinoffs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one. <laughs> That was very fluent. And uh, what would you guys say? I can't read it. Well, there, there are quite a few of these, and yes. they are fan-made, generally. Yes. Most of them are fan-made. Well, all of these are fan-made, actually. Uh, everything that we're about to talk about is, I guess a good way to put it is fan-made Pokemon games, essentially. Yeah, mm. fan yeah. And so, guess, uh... we should stop. We have a list of five, so let's start from the bottom. Uh, number five on the list is ROM hacks you can play on your phone. Yes. Yep. It's and this is kind of a, the, mm -hmm. this is a big deal. Yeah, it really is. I know a lot of people who will uh, pay the three dollars to play Pokemon Leaf Green on their phone. I even knew a guy who spent like an extra three dollars so he could trade via Bluetooth. <laughs> and you see this a lot. You see this happen a lot, actually. And yeah, it's it's probably the most well known, honestly, because yeah. a lot of people have. Uh, nostalgia factor into that like you get a smartphone oh and pokemon is available for it why don't play it <laughs> yeah exactly actually uh, on my uh i this video is actually on the youtube from like way back in the day it's probably like a five six year old video uh what it is is uh on my ti-89 because <laughs> i'm a physicist i have calculators on my ti-89 calculator i can play red version in full and it was uh, really great because this one time I was taking this physics final and the professor didn't cite the conditions for the problem very well. So I asked him about it. And so he just walked to his office to go figure out what it was. He was gone for like 10 minutes. And so for the 10 minutes, I was in the final playing Pokemon on my calculator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got an really A-minus in that, that class. The, that they have the ROM hacks because the friend I was uh... – as Scrum put it, manipulated into helping me trade all of my Pokemon over. <laughs> he jumped onto X and Y because he found a hack for his phone and was playing it and got really back into Pokemon. That's great. Like, honestly, the more people playing X and Y is the better because X and Y for multiple reasons. Uh, one, it's just a really good game to play. And two, the metagame in general, I think is one of the best metagames we've ever had. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, I thought not... fifth gen metagame sucked. Fourth because gen was pretty good, but sixth gen is so easy just to fall into. 
it's basically whatever dragon was released that gen is the one that dominates yeah. it. But now that we have the fairy type, it's completely, it's very much indeed it's balanced. It's so balanced and, you know, every, everything has a place. It's so nice. Uh, so nice. But yes, ROM hacks on your phone. Definitely one of the, like, it's a cooler invention of the time. So are the ROM hacks, like, do you get the emulator on your phone and then you get uh, a ROM? Or are these, like, standalone yeah, you, apps? you download the uh, the emulator first. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and then you just get There's two of them a... for Android that are popular. Um, there's the Game Boyd, and uh, that one's free. And then there's the VGBA app, which right. is not free. So the, the ROM hacks you could play on any, like, any platform that you had the emulator. Correct. Yeah, you could yeah, even okay. play it on your computer. Yeah. I've, I have a... Yeah, I've done that on my computer. I never, uh, never got the emulator for the smartphone, though. Might have to do that. I imagine you could even do it on like an Xbox or PlayStation if you really wanted. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Actually. I know you can do it on the Wii, actually. Yeah, you can do it on the Wii. I know there are people who have hi- hacked the Wii. Oh, yeah, I have yeah. a homebrew hacked Wii, so yeah. I can load games off a hard drive. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I guess we should move on to like not just this general ROMs that you can play on your phone, but Mm-hmm. To specific games. And so number four on our list is a game that's called Type Wild. It hasn't had an update in quite a while. But uh, it's awesome. <laughs> but what it is awesome. It's wild. <laughs> that is a good way to put it. Uh it's actually this it's before Pocket Fighters was announced. It's this fighting game that was to quench all of you people that wanted a Pokemon fighting game. And it was it's uh it's actually really cool. Uh I think there are nine playable characters in it. Uh, Gengar, Snorlax, Combusken, Blaziken, Gardevoir, Breloom, Swalot, Lopunny, and Lucario. Yeah, Swalot's kind of uh, an outlier there, isn't it? Yeah, he is. <laughs> How did they but, arrive at that list? But I don't it's know. Actually, but... It's actually awesome because whenever if you look at the Swalot animations for battling, it'll like sw- literally swallow the other Pokemon and like twist its body around to fight. That's crazy. It's really awesome. And what's what's even better is that the person who helped animate the TV show for a while, he's actually a part of the like he was the guy who animated did the animations for the game. That's cool. And they're actually super fluid. It's done really well. The attacks are done really well. All of the Pokemon fighters have specials. I think and... they have like alternate colorations too. Yeah, they even have yeah. alternate colorations. It's just it's done so well. Yeah. The and, downside uh, is that, uh, first of all, it hasn't been updated in a while, but it's mm-hmm. definitely more full than a lot of unfinished games. And it's uh, also all in Japanese, unless you get the English patch for it. Mm-hmm. So that's a thing. Oh, and it's actually a great explanation to how Berloom can fight with punches because really? it's ultimate. It's just yeah. a flurry of punches coming out from Berloom, and its arms literally stretch out oh, and like jab it. the opponent. That's it's crazy. awesome. You need to check it out. Like that's what is like the coolest about the game to me. Yeah, I hope I hope Pocket Fighters. It, I assume that the people who are making Pocket Fighters have seen this to some extent and are mm-hmm. using it somewhat as a baseline because it would be really cool when Pocket Fighters comes out for Swalot to be in it. <laughs> like yeah, if Swalot was in it, I would be. I would just be like, this is awesome. <laughs> I would main Swalot. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm trying okay, to I'm say. I'm gonna hold you to it. <laughs> main swallow and uh it's really it's it's a really cool 2d fighter game i'm really really like i hope pocket fighters can 
can at least base itself on this somewhat. I'm really I got more excited when Pocket Fighters said that they were going to include not uh, just fighting type Pokemon in it, and then I thought of this game because there are more than just fighting type Pokemon. In it. There's a Gengar, there's Swalot, there's Lopunny, which I guess Swalot. is kind of a fighting type now. Uh, and there's also like a Gardevoir and a Snorlax. Yeah, I think it's gonna yeah, be I sweet. Think, I think some of the moves of the Pokemon summon others that aren't. Strictly yeah, fighters. they do. Yeah, uh, like, some you can like it's kind of like an assist trophy in Smash. Yeah, yeah. And like, I think I remember Gengar was like hopping in other ghost types. Yeah, he can bring in other other Pokemon to help fight, and the game's it's just a really really cool and nice game. Yeah, definitely. It's one of the ones that a lot more work was put into. If nothing else, just at least check out a YouTube video like with yeah. some of the animations because the animations are pretty cool. It's pretty much Pokemon Street Fighter, but it's done really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess moving on, then, we should go to our number three, Pokemon Generations. Uh, Pokemon Generations is a project that it is, in fact, canceled now, mm-hmm. but it was such a cool idea that I thought it was something we had to talk about. And it's honestly something it's a lot of people daydream about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I know I've daydreamed about it before I even heard about the Like, it was actually an idea that someone had put into progress. It's a, Yeah, so what it is is like a live-action Pokemon where you actually live-action attack. It's kind of like WoW in that sense, I guess. Yeah, um, a little bit. Uh, and... I believe the initial idea was just to have the Kanto region, 151 Pokemon, but it's 3D. And you would, like, travel yeah. around the Kanto region. And you do live-action battles. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. And there's a demo for it I know you can download. And they were making some serious progress on it. But something just ha- something happened. I believe they just didn't have the money or the the time to do it. And so they shut it down. Yeah. Well, I read about it. The guy was facing legal stuff. Uh, um, yeah. Because you cannot take somebody's intellectual property and blatantly rip it off like that. So... <laughs> <laughs> He was getting in trouble. He was young. He was only 19 when he was developing this, yeah. so it was just really difficult. For being 19 and developing that, that's impressive. Honestly, it was such a cool idea. He was getting too popular, I imagine. Yeah, he was getting he was getting a lot of steam with right. it, but it's such but, a cool thing. I think you can still download it and play it, but uh, if you look Planet right Pokemon is its follow-up, and it's yes. actually a very small Pokemon MMO that's in that's going it's in its alpha right now but it has 151 pokemon and it's technically 3d i'll bite the design could use a little bit of work but it's really cool actually okay you guys have probably heard you guys probably heard of that like um fire red leaf green that you can play online yeah yeah the mmorpg that of fire red leaf green that you can just go around and it's incredibly easy to trade yeah i played that for a little while i mean it's not 3d but no it's definitely fire red leaf green graphics yeah, but it's actually really cool. Pokemon follow you and everything, and that's actually it's got still got a huge following. You can go online. There are people. Oh yeah, playing. yeah. It's like RuneScape. Uh, <laughs> anybody who gets like that RuneScape. reference, I will never forgive uh, RuneScape for deleting my account. Did they delete it? Yes. <laughs> I was just inactive for too long. It's no big deal. Uh, no, I was inactive since 2007, and I logged in just the other day. And all of my stuff was there. I was shocked. I think I think I can still log in. Yeah, I logged in <laughs> back in like 2011, and was just like, oh wow, this is still a thing. Yep. But 
Yeah, Pokemon Generations definitely something I guess worth looking at. If it's anything, it's a piece of like what people have tried to do. Mm-hmm. And probably once Nintendo gets decided to tired of adding new generations, they'll probably develop into something similar. Maybe I don't know Honestly. if they'll ever do live action battles. I feel like the heart of Pokemon is this turn based RPG stuff, and mm. like overhauling the entire battle system like that would be a huge thing for Pokemon. Yeah, and maybe they'll just stick with t- stick with the uh, turn based, but have you able to travel around the world in three D, like real three yeah. D. Well, like maybe something more like uh like uh Colosseum or XD. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Those games were decent enough. The story, I, honestly, it wasn't great, but it did what like, it needed to do. You knew who was evil from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So what I guess we next? should move on to our number two, 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 two. Uh, Ash Gray, which I actually did an episode on like a while ago, but then Gator told me that they've been updating it since. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't and... know they were updating it. And this is basically a ROM hack, but it's more specialized, right? Yeah, no, this is like a very specific ROM hack. I think this one deserves being pulled out from like all other ROM hacks. And uh, so it follows Ash. It's pretty uh, much the storyline of the Pokemon anime. Hmm. And when I when I played it originally, I believe like two or three years ago, they only went up until the end of the Indigo Plateau arc. Mm. And I was just like, ah, oh, because they would tell you to go to the Orange Islands next, but you couldn't go. Mm-hmm. And now there's apparently they've apparently updated it so you can at least go through the first 118 episodes. So I believe the first two seasons, and you get to go through <laughs> the events of both movies. Oh, which is really cool. That's cool. And like in this game, your Pikachu can actually like Thunder Shock Ground types, and you get all of the Pokemon that Ash would have gotten. Your Charizard will never listen to you. Uh, <laughs> so and you, yeah. I don't know if it's updated now past the Polywrath episode, so Charizard will actually listen to you. Well, Charizard listened. I watched a uh, a Let's Play of the um, first movie using mm-hmm. Ash Gray, yeah. and Charizard actually listens when you're in those battles oh. because it's actually really important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I It just doesn't listen to you. Um, you get... Okay, my favorite touch for this entire game was when I played it, and you get the Squirtle, and it's holding black glasses. Like, <laughs> that's just my favorite thing. That's great. Uh, you, but you can go through... The, it's really hard to go backwards in the game, so if you miss something, you kind of miss it. It's That's kind of annoying. It's a very linear game when you do play it. Linear games can be good and bad at the same time. Yeah. It's it's part, It's very linear when you play it. Uh, you get your primate, and then you can give away your primate. You get the whole Butterfree bye-bye episode. And this is basically oh. the game for anyone that named their character Ash. Yeah, essentially, essentially what you expected Pokemon Yellow to be as mm-hmm. a child. So what do we have first on our list? Okay, so our number one not uh, fan-made game, I want to put this in quotes, <laughs> is uh, Pokemon Showdown. Which is just probably the biggest thing that anybody who's not playing the game is playing Pokemon-wise. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and give a bit of back backstory on Showdown. It's, okay. uh, it's a battle simulator owned by the Smogon University, which is the largest competitive Pokemon university. You've probably heard of it. If you haven't, then it's you not a real university. Don't apply. <laughs> 
it's, <laughs> it's kind of a big deal in the Pokemon world. It's like not Nintendo sponsored or anything. We've so. definitely spoken of it beforehand. Definitely, but just like if you're a novice who just plays the game and haven't checked it out before, definitely worth looking at. So it's a battle simulator, and smoke. It uses the smoke on tears that they develop based on like popular consensus among its members and such. But they also develop other meta games and other battle styles that you can't normally play through the game. Yeah, and that's that's why it's different from just like playing the game. And it's nice because it's a place where you can test your teams out before you make them yeah. in game. Even though now you can make a team in like three hours if you have a six IV ditto. Which you can get very easily on Reddit. Three hours is a bit of an understatement. <laughs> understatement? I don't think that's an understatement. I've made a team in three hours. You have gotcha. to plan it, of course. You have to have plan. Have you ever tried breeding a storm dream lightly? <laughs> I hate you. Uh. There I mean, we go. Since this is my first episode of the podcast, I'd like to call Thatch out for something real quick. What did I do? Oh. He always says, go to Reddit to get your six IV dittos. Yes. However... <laughs> As a member of the Puckle community, if you would like a 6IV Diddy, if you just stop by chat, we will hook you up. That's true. That's true. We can hook you up. <laughs> just come visit uh, us. We yeah, like we actually friends. we have a ton of them in the community. Don't be afraid of Dr. Shamu. He's harmless. Yeah, he, Shamu has a bunch of them. <laughs> and they're foreign. So, <laughs> you can, uh, can Masuda method at the same time. I don't think I've actually gotten a shiny with through the Masuda method with that, like ever. I got shinies before that. I got I hatched two shinies before that. Well, you're <laughs> gonna need more than three hours, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. you definitely need more than three hours. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, let's see I, here. I just wanted oh. to say with Showdown, it's a great opportunity to test other games than the, your standard six v six. I agree. Um, I was developing a team for the VGC. And they have an active VGC community on there. Very It really active. helped me develop. Mm-hmm. Very and, active. Uh, it's worth pointing out that Pokemon Showdown isn't the only battle simulator. There's uh, a few out there, the most notable other than it being Pokebattle.com. And uh, Pokemon Online was a thing. I don't know if it still is. It's uh, still a thing. Is it? Because I know, I know Smogon has, like... I feel like they uh, lease out their battle simulator contract in a sense, just like a company would. Mm. Uh, because I know they don't actually develop it; they just hop on the bandwagon with somebody. Mm. And I back in fourth gen, it was Shoddy Battle. That was their simulator. It was mm-hmm. very hard to use unless you knew how to use it. Uh, then Pokemon Online became a thing around Generation Five, and now Generation Six we have Showdown. So. They have a pretty good programmer named Zarel doing everything, yeah. and he's been very active in developing the script and making it better. Yeah, Showdown's really done well. It's a lot better than both Shoddy Battle and Pokemon Online. I will say that by far. I will always say that. <laughs> all right, Showdown's then. much cleaner. But that's, I guess that's all I have to say for Showdown. You have anything yep. you guys want to add? That's all I've got really... to say about that. Yeah, all right. So that's it for the topic. I guess we're going to go to commercial break. So catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hey, Scrawn, are you thirsty? Yeah, actually, I would that's like to glass That's great. Of... Drink this. Uh, what is it? It's Corsola Cola. Corsola Cola is Pokemon fresh. Thousands of Corsola are tossed into vats to create a bubbly, delicious drink. We never see them again. 
Corsola-Cola, it doesn't make your gums bleed. Poke of the Episode. And welcome back. Our Poke of the Episode today is National Dex number 15, Beedrill, the Poison Bee Pokemon. A Beedrill is extremely territorial. For safety reasons, no one should ever approach its nest. If angered, they will attack in a swarm. I guess that's what they were always used for in the anime. They always just tried to scare people away. They're just like, oh, you bumped into a tree. You were going to die. Yeah, like, if a Kakuna saw you and then you, like, saw that gleam in the eye, you knew that five seconds later, a bunch of Beedrills would rise from the bushes and start chasing Ash around. Beedrill is just, like, the most, like, honestly, think about that. If If bees that large existed... Mm-hmm. Like in real life, I would be, I would not go outside. <laughs> it's really pretty frightening, yeah. It's really threatening. How tall is he? Let's see. Let me get here. He's not the largest bug. So. He is a meter tall. <laughs> That's a pretty tall bee. <laughs> That's a pretty big bee. I'm... I don't care if he's not the <laughs> tallest. <laughs> if there was a meter tall bee with like stingers on his arms, I'd be running away. Well, he gains a foot and a half with uh, Mega Evolution, so that's even, even scarier. <laughs> Honestly, when I saw Mega Beedrill, I thought of S Cavalier. Yes, <laughs> he looks exactly like it, except Beedrill mode between them. Uh, but uh, Beedrill, I guess, is going to be kind of competitive in Gen Six. Once he, he did get a boost, actually, in Gen Six, his attack got boosted by ten points. Uh, I don't know what he is right now. I assume his, he's NU without it, being Mega. His attack got boosted by more than 10 points. It's 10 base points in Gen 6. Yeah, oh, Mega evolution-wise, it probably gets boosted more. Oh, that's what I meant. <laughs> Sorry. It probably gets boosted more in Gen 6. Yeah. Wait, he gets a, he has a signature move. I didn't even notice this. Well, he I think he used to. Uh, it well, used it to used to be Twin Needle, needle but now... Oh, wait, it's not just him. Never mind. I've just never yeah. seen this move before. It's Felstinger. Fel and they get, like, an attack boost if they KO the Pokemon with it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's uh, it's... it's a power of 30, so it's not even that good. But it's and... a two-stage attack boost, so that is pretty good. Oh, that is really good, actually. Mm, it could be a good finisher, you know? I could see that working. It should only work on fish, uh, Shift Tree, so you should only use it during battles with Shift Tree. Uh... <laughs> or if you, like, face a Sturdy or a Focus Sash Pokemon... And they yeah. KO you with after that, then you just switch in, protect, get the Mega Beedrill, finish them off, and then you're basically one. Oh, with that, <laughs> with Mega Beedrill would be kind of insane. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be kind of insane. You just what have to what watch would out your ideal spread be for one of these, Scrawn? Uh, basically, you're going to want to go Jolly, mm-hmm. uh, 252 attack, 252 speed, okay. and four defense because of stealth rock damage. You want as little, you want high hp but you don't want to put the investment in extra investment in hp if that makes sense yeah okay that's why you would like put it in defense or special defense rather than hp because you'll just end up taking more damage from stealth rocks i think the importance of spinners in the metagame should be highlighted <laughs> yes it's very important if you're going to be playing Drill. yes it's really important i think for a lot of things to be playing a lot of spinners in uh in the metagame especially right now you have so many entry hazards so many so especially many. sticky web too Egg. sticky web is really annoying stealth rock is really annoying spikes i've had that set up on me pretty well once oh uh, spikes can be the worst if they yeah. get all three layers out just exactly. so much damage 
Speaking of spikes, it's one of the Pokemon that gets toxic spikes. It is. That is yeah. true. So you can set up entry hazards with Beedrill even. Yeah. Uh, before I say anything else, before I forget that is, I should say that if you want to know more about Beedrill and Mega Beedrill, you should talk. Uh, you should go read Scron's article in the meta at PucklePodcast.com. <laughs> yeah, feel free to leave a comment. I always love hearing back yes, from the exactly. readers. Uh, let's see. There is no cool trivia about Beedrill. <laughs> it's basically like that one Pokemon that was developed to be the enemy. Yeah, exactly. And oh, now well, it gets a Mega White but- while Butterfree doesn't. And... I know a little bit of obscure trivia about Beedrill, actually. What? In the Pokemon Ranger series, you find Beedrill in the same area that mm-hmm. you find Vespaquin and Combi. Mm-hmm. So that suggests that they have a symbiotic relationship with that evolutionary line where the Beedrill protect the honey that the Combis get and oh. the Vespa Queen controls them through a hive mind. That's kind of cool. Uh, here's controls my the question. Beedrills as well? Yes. And, but it like feeds the Beedrills with the honey that it makes. It's a That's symbiotic relationship. It's just a little theory, but like, it seems reasonable. Yeah, definitely. So here's my question. Beedrill is a parallel to Butterfree. So does that mean we're going to see a Mega Butterfree? Uh, I don't – that's that's a very loaded question because you're just like – because now you're just, you feel – you make me you make me want to hurt you just like everybody on Pokemon Reddit. <laughs> Where it's just like they're going to be more Megas, guys. Come on. They're going to be more Megas. And then like there will be the guy on the thread that will be like, could you guys all really just stop flipping out when you see a picture of a Pokemon assuming that means they're going to get a Mega? And then they just get berated by everybody else on Pokemon Reddit. <laughs> being like, we can do what we want. We're just having fun speculating. Da, 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 da. Yeah, but I go to Pokemon Reddit to read things other than this speculation. Get on the hype train, Thatch. Get on the hype train. I'm on the hype train. I'm excited for the Megas <laughs> that I already have. What do you have against Mega Flygon, Thatch? I have nothing against Mega Flygon. Mega Flygon is a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have things against people trying to use unconfirmed news to try to find like mega flygon and you know what i'm gonna like i'm not saying mega flygon doesn't exist because if i do mega flygon's going to exist v v of v the history of this entire show uh <laughs> so i don't know if it exists or not i'll just wait until i get the game on friday yeah, I, I don't think so i don't think they'll give talaments a mega evolution <laughs> I said that. I said that. <laughs> I'm so glad they did. Salamence is my favorite Pokemon. Uh, I'm so happy too good for that. Already. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, before we leave Beedrill, I would like to say Shiny Beedrill looks really cool. Yep. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know that I have anything else for Beedrill. Uh, right. He seems like he could be a good physical attacker. You'd run him Jolly. I don't know. I could see some use for an adamant version of it. You know, that's fine. Its speed actually gets to a level that you can bypass other speeds yeah. to a certain extent. But with uh, Jolly Nature, you'd be able to circumvent even, like, Pokemon that have boosted to like, a certain which, level. Like, what, what are you trying to outrun with it, though? I Probably the first thing that comes to mind would... Let me do let me do the math quickly if you really want to know. Because really the only thing that I would be threatened by is a Talonflame, which has already got priority Brave Bird. Yeah, that wouldn't be a problem. But an example would be, uh, yeah, this is a good, perfect example right here. Uh, Dragonite with a Dragon Dance. Okay. 
fair. Mega Beedrill could still outrun that with a Jolly Nature. Okay, that's fair. That's a, that's a somewhat good point. Oh, well. So I guess we'll move on to the next part. We'll move on to the mailbag from here. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! The mail's here! Check your inbox! It's time for the mailbag! And on to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. And as always, we will be giving out the Green Tauros badge to those of you who may have, uh, may, may have written the best email that we've seen today. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> so, without further ado, let's open up the first email. Our question last week was, what's your favorite, like, Pokemon fan game? So let's take a look here. Our first one is from Renown Zero. Haven't heard from him in a while. Well, hello there. I'm going to start by saying that if you that you never gave me the email slash Green Taurus badge after I made Misty laugh herself to death on episode 104. I'm so disappointed. Then again, I disappeared for a pretty significant period of time, so... I see the podcast is moving along nicely again, though. Congratulations. Now somebody fight me. My lead Pokemon Emperor le- longs for the taste of blood. I don't understand this. Uh, on a lightly, on a slightly more morbid note, less morbid note, the mailbag morbid. question: Jade Cocoon. It was like Pokemon, but it was for the original PlayStation. Instead of technology and Pokeballs, you would use magic to capture po- monsters and cocoon things. Instead of evolving, you magically combine your monsters together to create new ones. And instead of Nurse Joy healing your Pokemon with machines, your character's wife would heal your monsters by giving herself cancer. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, no, wait, he comments more on this. In case you need more explanation on that last bit, here's what Wikipedia says. Throughout Levent's journey, his forced marriage partner, Mabu, experiences treacherous ordeals, infecting her with a terrible disease called Nagi Brandings, in order to soothe the souls of the minions the protagonist captures. Jesus. Yeah. Forced companion? Was that what I heard? Yeah, forced marriage partner. Yeah. Forced marriage partner. Yeah. Bit dark, isn't Pokemon it? Yeah, that's, uh, there's a lot of things wrong with this game. Yeah, I was trying to take a, a darker take of Pokemon with mine, but that is that doesn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> you have to force your main character to marry some. Well, yeah. force somebody to marry your main character, I think. Uh, is <laughs> How much donation would it be for me to make Thatch character that gets donated? That's... Um, I'd have to... <laughs> the NPC doppelganger is $100, so uh, got a little on the steep God. side. Because it requires me to, to spend time and make another character. That's fair. <laughs> so yeah, Nurse Joy is a pansy. But anyway, hopefully I can participate more in the community again soon. Taste you later, Renown Zero. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, yeah, so uh, I would like to apologize to Renown Zero for uh, my coworker's inability to give out the Green Tauros badge effectively. <laughs> I don't think we had the Green Tauros badge back in episode 104. I guarantee that anybody who sends in an email when I have the when I'm on, uh, they will get the Green Tauros badge. <laughs> so, 
I'll go ahead and get that to you if that is indeed a fact. I'll review. I don't think that was what happened. I'll 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 listen to the episode. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll do that. All right. So the next one is from Jarheticus slash Jared. All right. I am back after quite a while. This time I am 90% sure my puckle name is Jarheticus, but it could be Jared. Berry juice still exists. Check out the guy that's all like, hey, kid, you walk a lot and wonder trade at night with people half across the world. Buy some stuff from me. I loved the Pokemon of the episode this week. Snorlax is by far one of my favorite Pokemon. It is part of a fun team I made a while ago called Playground Big Boys. I used Snorlax, Hariyama, and Lickitung. I am currently organizing a league for teens at a Minnesota convention called Convergence. Ha 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 ha. I am the gym leader for a normal gym. I am definitely going to use Curselax or Defense Roll. Defense curl rollout wrestlax. Nice choice, if Actually, I may say so myself. One of my favorite things that was ever done for a normal type gym was what Ethan did, and he uh, made a stalling Eevee. Yeah, that was nasty. <laughs> my other Pokemon included Boom Burst Chatot, Explosion Licky Licky, holding a normal gem. Yeah, take that, self destruct lax. <laughs> I need suggestions for other pokes for my gym. So if you have any, I'd love them. That's stalling Eevee. You have to do it. <laughs> like if you need if you need to know the set, like talk to us and I'll get it. <laughs> now for the mailbag. I have one word. Spectrobes. Oh god. Man, I loved that game myself. Uh but Man, that game was my life when I lost my Pokemon games back in Gen 4. I actually bought both Spectrobes and the second one for a dollar each at GameStop. I tried playing them, and five minutes later, I said, screw this. I could just play Pokemon instead. I rate Spectrobes a solid 8 out of 10 with 10 being Pokemon. But hey, Disney, nice try to copy Pokemon, but you should stick to finding child stars that end up making poor life choices. So so Spectrobes is, in my opinion, better than Miley. Your identity crisis plague listener, Jarheticus slash Jared. Wonderful. That was nice. That is great. I guess I'll get this next one from uh, Black. Hello, Puckle. Tis I, Black Gold. I'm here to talk to you about things and ask for help with VGC. I'd like to comment that I'm just getting into the metagame, and I'd like to and I say I'm making a few teams that I'd like to have reviewed. If I can email or PM them to someone before I post them on the site, if you're willing, tell me please. Actually, if you post them on the Rate My Team section, that's probably the best place to do it. You're asking for the exact same thing that that forum was built for, so do that. Uh... Also, I'd like to say I loved the last episode. Hearing the writers, it was amazing. You guys are doing a great job. Keep up the good work, guys. Quick note, if anyone wants a 5 IV adamant with bullet punch real or Oraz, give me a shout-out, and I'll see if I can breed one real quick. I've got two 4 IV Lucarios capable of breeding with each other, and I'm doing charity. For a price, of course. Which is totally not, not the definition of charity. Uh... <laughs> preferably a 5IV poke for Oraz. Mailbag time. I haven't really played any non-Nintendo Pokemon games, so I don't have an opinion. But I'd be interesting in something like Ash Gray, but I don't have much time. Uh, let's see. P.S. The Thatch. I didn't mean to be offensive, but it was funny, I suppose. I apologize. I meant that your last six-month break, that was my first episode, you guys sounded like an official Nintendo podcast. 
Again, I apologize. PPS. There you go, Thatch. Enough commas. He did put a lot of commas. Uh, that's very hard to read on air. Can't just be like, Thatch, you need to stop being so judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, okay. I've got the next uh, email from the random listener. Well, howdy, partners. I, that southern gentleman that never ceases the dropping classiness, the, laz- the random listener. Note. I know what the mailbag is for this week, but I have no answer for it. So here's a placeholder to try and entertain you fellas. What's Bruce Lee's favorite drink? Wata! <laughs> <laughs> so jokes oh. aside, let me get on with why you people really listen to my emails. Stir it time. As you possibly have figured out, I've been fairly busy as of late. With what concerns, I'll let you decide, winky face. So after a bit of a hiatus, I have come back and seemingly just in time for the demo of Oraz, which I'm quite excited for. I played for a couple of minutes on a friend of mine 3DS and thir- was thoroughly thrilled. Then I thought to myself, wait, my uncle works in Nintendo. I got all the ladies and an early copy of the game with everything unlocked. But in all seriousness... I probably won't be able to go to the game due to other games that are currently on my playing list. However, I'll still be around to chat with my puckle peeps. And with that, I must be off. Remember, never trust an ostrich. The little bug has ruined my weekend. Keep it classy, the random listener. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> uh, right. I'm going to get this next one from uh, Dark Evie. Hello, Thatch, Gron, Gator, and special guest. Hey. <laughs> Thanks, you guys, for being so welcoming to the Puckle world, and I love it here. Hmm, where to start? Well, I stumbled upon Puckle when my hype for Oraz began, and for the past two weeks of binge listening to you guys, it's going to be really weird having to wait a whole week for the next episode. Hashtag first world problems. How did you get through 150 episodes? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I assume there's like a week's worth of Puckle somehow. Uh like, if you listen to it solid. Alright, so after the long, long research, I found that, Thatch, you can't become a catfish, le- catfish legend. At least that's what the Google says. I don't know I don't know if you remember talking about that, about this some episodes ago, but anyway, I have, I do not. Uh, Is there, do you guys remember me saying anything about a catfish? That would have been back when I started. <laughs> I have no idea. Mm, Random side some- story. I was wearing my headphones one day, listening to awesome Puckalonians talking about awesome Pokemon stuff. Maybe not Pokemon stuff too. Cough, Smash Bros. Cough, cough. When I was when I started hearing this weird tune in what seemed to be the background of the episode, and I thought, hmm, interesting choice of music. Maybe Bozephus is trying something new. Then I then started to second guess myself, took my earphones out, and heard the fire alarm. Don't worry, it was a false alarm, and we didn't burn and die. Neither did we explode and die. Finally ending here, thank you guys again for being awesome and keeping my life interesting. Dark Evie out. And then he asked me for a Jirachi. <laughs> uh, I, I, need to, I just need to make this clear. Um, so the Jirachi thing was for coming to the chat box event. And then I had, I think I had more people ask me after the event for Jirachi than the people that actually showed up to the event. Like, hey, I didn't, I couldn't make it. I hope I could get one. Uh, I don't want to be like a downer and be like, no, you can't have one. 
but at the same time, like, you should have been there if you wanted one. So instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually try to make these chat box meetup things a regular thing. More news to come about that hopefully next week or in the next two weeks. So you'll have another opportunity, basically. Exactly. You'll have more opportunities. Like, I have, like, 20 Jirachis or something right now. I think I owe six of them to people. How so. on earth do you, do you clone or something, then? No, 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 no. This was the Wishmaker di- disc. Uh, <laughs> okay. These are all well, legitimate Jirachis, okay? All right. I'm going to read this next one. All right. From Locke. Hey, Puckalesians, hopefully this makes it in time. Just a quick email to say I loved the last episode and I'm looking forward to Whimsicott's ghost-type article eventually. I'm still here, just been busy with life. Don't have an answer for the mailbag, but I did want to say that my local game store is having its first-ever midnight release for Pokemon, and I am, as a result, gathering trainers to be gym leaders for the people waiting to battle. I, of course, am the ghost-type gym leader. Catch you, zippity zip zoo, gym leader lock. Wonderful. That's nice, short, concise. Yeah. Point. So, who gets the badge this week? That's mm, the question. That's the real well, question. Well, uh, the random listeners was pretty good, but he, I feel like he already won. Uh, it. I, I like I like Jarheadish. Dark yeah, I think he should get it. I agree I, with I, I liked his as well, but I'm gonna go ahead and do a verification to see if uh, random listener has it. Because if he doesn't, that Bruce Lee joke was pretty clutch. <laughs> uh, he actually does. He actually doesn't have it. Oh, maybe he, he may- should have it then. Mm. Well, uh, give it to the random listener. That was a very clutch Wata joke. Uh, Wata, <laughs> yeah. but he didn't answer the mailbag question. Ooh, that's uh, true. Did, did uh, this other guy? Yeah. Even? Oh, Jared answered. Ooh. I think Jarheticus should get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay, let's leave it up to our guest. What does our guest decide? Oh, yeah, that works. Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, I really did like the Bruce Lee joke, and I really did um, <laughs> enjoy the tone of his email, even though the, the accent that you read it in contributed a lot. So I don't know if that's fair. But, um, damn, I'd have to give it to – I'd still have to give it to him, even though he didn't answer the question. <laughs> All right, random All right. listener, All right, you've got the Green Toros badge. <laughs> I shall do my job, and uh, Scron shall ensure you get your badge. <laughs> I hope I haven't offended anyone. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh, so next time you should email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. We will be reading them on the live episode. Uh, I don't, the topic is obviously going to be Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire and our first thoughts. So maybe you guys should have some questions for us about what we think about the game so far. I know you guys aren't going to get the game until just beforehand. Uh, I also want to know what your starter is going to be. Who are you going to pick? Mudkip, Torchic, or Trico? Send that in to pucklepodcast at gmail.com and we'll be sure to read that on the show this, uh, this coming Saturday. Um, yes. Oh, uh, I'm going to do a quick shout out quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a wonderful team of writers, but we're still looking for more. Uh, I would, if you want to write for the site, feel free to send an application. We are primarily looking for either a trading card game or anime writer. Yeah. And other than that, if you have some time, not only can you email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, but you can also follow us on Twitter, follow us on Tumblr, like us on Facebook. You can uh, review us on iTunes, please. That's the most important of all of them. And I think I've covered all my bases. If you don't already come to the site, please do come and hang out. I like talking to you guys on the chat. I'm there a few days every week. And with the UUTC starting up, it's going to be a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. That just I... took my job. I... I'm sorry. <laughs> I do this every episode. <laughs> for everyone that doesn't know, I'm new to the council and I run all of the marketing for Buckle. <laughs> 
So thank you, Thatch, for remembering. I do this every episode. (laughs) I'd like to reiterate what Thatch said and go like everything and follow everything because that's how I get my self-esteem. I'm just kidding. Uh, and I don't think Stitcher really does reviews, but, you know, if you can do anything on Stitcher, let us know, or FM Radio Player, whatever you listen to us on. So, until next time, I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Scrawn. I'm Gator. I'm Dan Man. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.